You're listening to The Waste Less Life, a podcast for the planet. I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake, and we're here to remind you that you don't have to be completely wasteless to waste less. Everyone has what it takes to help the planet, so on this podcast, we'll give you easy, everyday tips on how you can reduce your environmental footprint, throw away less, and do your part to make the world a better place for everyone. We know not everyone can change their whole life to be a dedicated environmentalist, but we think that if we all made a few small efforts, our planet would thank us. Today's episode is all about COVID-19 and its relationship to waste and the environment. As we finally start to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we want to reflect on how it's affected our planet and talk about what that means for us going forward. The COVID-19 pandemic has had major negative impacts around the world for the past year and a half. One of the biggest impacts, and a positive one at that actually, is that it has improved sanitation standards worldwide. Whenever I have to go out and I have to use like the public restroom somewhere, all the restrooms I've been to have had like fully stocked soaps and paper towel dispensers that are just like working a they work and um, b they're also fully stocked and that's amazing there are hand sanitizer stations like sporadically around all of the the grocery stores and places i've been to so public sanitation has never been better but there's a b-side to that conversation because although everybody is like obsessed with washing their hands and being clean and like if you think about all of those containers that the soaps and the germex and the paper towels all of that actually is waste and it's going to amount to like a big huge accumulation of waste at the end of the pandemic it's not like we haven't used those things you know forever like everybody has used germex you know before the whole like um health crisis started that was something that everybody used anyways, but like all of a sudden this huge influx of everybody in the world trying to buy and use these things all the time, every day for a year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that like we shouldn't be doing those things. Like obviously you and I, you and I both know no, that yes. it's like a great thing. As, like I said, <laughs> I was like, it's probably one of the best things to happen like i love going into a clean bathroom and every single bathroom is clean i'll tell you what like i've never been to a gas station bathroom as spotless as during the pandemic but it is like something that we need to consider is like you know behind the scenes of all of that all of the soap dispensers and like germex little germex bottles that you might keep in your backpack and you just when it's done you just throw it away and, and you get another one you know it's just it's the little things like that yeah i think that if we had started, and by we, I just mean like the collective human race, if we had started working on more sustainable hygiene things earlier than like when this hit, we would have already had some of those in place. But because like that's where we were with our hygiene is like things come in plastic bottles. We use trees to make paper towels. Like we were already in kind of a place where when we needed to be more hygienic, like we were already stuck with some of those problematic, like environmentally speaking, problematic solutions. But I think that this can be a place where we can start to reflect on that. Like we've kind of seen um, some of the impacts that like the way we treat hygiene has on the environment with all of these plastic bottles and all of the trees that go into making paper towels. So it's kind of an opportunity for us again as a human race to sort of reflect on how we're doing that and to start thinking of more sustainable solutions so that Next time there's a pandemic or like, I don't know if we're just going to wash our hands going forward, then maybe we can start to work on solutions that are are better collectively. Because right now, 
that's what we've got. And like, if we want to stay safe and stay healthy, there's, there's not a lot we can do about it. Like we're stuck with the solutions we have, but, but going forward, we can start to explore some other solutions. Yeah. So I think prior to this, this giant virus pandemic, everybody was kind of lax with like hand washing and and that type of thing. So, so not a lot of people used hand soap or, or maybe you didn't fill up your personal hand soap as much at home. Now that it's become a big thing and especially the CDC said specifically like bar soap, just plain old bar soap is like the easiest thing to do to prevent spreading germs. Bar soap, you don't even have to have the liquid soap. And and more people are probably being turned on to that, especially whenever everything first started and like all of the little like cheapo uh, liquid soaps, those were just like snatched out of stores. I think a lot of people might have turned towards bar soap. And in a way, that's like actually really good because if they turn to that and they think, oh yeah, this is just the same, you know, it works, then, then that's like a step in the right direction. I've actually seen in some stores aluminum hand sanitizer bottles, which I think are really interesting. It's the first time I've actually seen something like that in, you know, big box stores, which is really cool because aluminum actually is infinitely recyclable. You just melt down the metal and they can reshape it into anything that they want. Plastic is actually, there's like a two or three recycle limit on plastic before the polymers break down and you can't reuse them. So the fact that they're making aluminum hand sanitizer bottles, it's really nice because you can buy a big bottle of that and then just refill your little tiny plastic ones that you already carry around and and that way you're not throwing them away at the end of their use. So I think that's kind of exciting. So in addition to everybody, you know, being extra cautious about washing their hands and, and sanitizing and cleaning everything, um, people have also been required to wear face masks, which is kind of a public first in the U.S. It's It's been a wild ride for face masks because at the beginning, everybody was recommended to have an N95 strength mask. And remember, I don't know if you remember how like quickly those got sold out and then everybody was banned from buying them because hospitals needed them. And, and it took a while for people to um, catch on and like you know, get sustainable options or just just get masks in general. You know, I, I at the beginning, all these DIY people started making their own masks. And you you actually made one of your own uh, right at the beginning before it was like, you know, it was an industry. Yeah. Yeah. When when it was like first recommended to wear masks and the CDC eventually came out and said like, yeah, OK, these N95s are better, but to prevent community spread, like a cloth mask is fine. It'll stop your droplets. Like just get a cloth one. And so that's when I made my own because like trying to waste less, I, you know, wanted to, to be able to reuse something that I had. So I used like an old t-shirt and I made a couple of masks and they worked great. And I actually used them for a few months. Um, I, I made a few of them, but eventually I, I did end up buying like a, a nicer one that <laughs> fit my face a little better and it was nicer but was still reusable because the disposable ones like you can't recycle them there are some companies who are like trying to come out with ways to recycle them but there's no like widespread solution for recycling disposable masks yet and so every single one that you go through like just gets thrown away and even if you do reuse them a few times like you can't wash them they're gonna get dirty they're gonna break down and so a reusable one's a great option because you can just wash it throw it in the washer with your clothes and reuse it 
for a really long time. And when it does finally start breaking down, like if you get like an organic cotton one, for example, that'll break down naturally. And so, and an organic cotton one is like the same price as a pack of 50 masks or whatever, you know, if you buy the disposable ones. So it's not like it's more expensive. It's, it's the same price and like you can just use it forever. I found myself sometimes forgetting because I have reusable masks, you know, they're like a staple. I have one in my car. I have one in my room just in case I need to like grab one and go somewhere. Sometimes I'll be out and about and I won't have one and I have to pick up a reusable one from a store and I always think about how many other people, you know, not just in the store that I'm going to, but around the world that don't have or might have forgotten their reusable face mask and they have to pick up like in order to go into most public places you have to have a mask so you you have to pick up this single use mask to be able to go you know buy some bananas or or, or whatever you need to get so as soon as that's done people just take it off and throw it away i've seen masks in parking lots at the grocery store it, it's so sad seeing all the masks left in shopping carts it's like you see masks in all places now. In fact, I actually went hiking uh, a couple of weeks ago in this like kind of off-beaten path, river, creek area. This is like a little spot that I like to go to. And there were, there were masks right next to the water. And I know that they had been washed downstream from somewhere else. But it's like this is, this is a remote area. And, and for masks to just be reaching this, you know, the mask is the new plastic bottle almost it's it's like i hate to say that but like because it's become like a staple to to exist in in many places these days and think about the people who don't have a reusable one and use a brand new mask every single day so you mentioned like seeing them in the uh like in your hiking trail and everything i took a picture for our Instagram post, which some of our listeners might have seen. If you haven't, go to our Instagram at Wasteless Podcast. Uh, but I took a picture of like a mask on the ground, and that was just on my like regular morning walking trail. There's like a little nature trail in our neighborhood, and I had like five options of masks on the ground to take a picture of, which is like incredibly it's sad. So like sad. they they really have become the new plastic bottle. I see so many masks everywhere, and. So what what people can do is like like we mentioned, just get a reusable one. And if you already use uh, single use masks, like don't just throw them out. Use the ones that you have and that you've already bought, or maybe keep them around in case you know you've got a friend who forgot one and you need to run somewhere. You know, maybe like keep them around. Don't just throw them in the trash. But if you haven't already, go ahead and pick up a reusable mask. Like I mentioned, they're really cheap, and even though things are starting to look better, like masks probably aren't going away anytime soon. They're probably gonna be around this fall. So it's not like we're this is over. Go ahead and pick one up um, and, and use it. They're also a lot more comfortable because they're like soft and <laughs> made to form fit your face. So in addition to masks, PPE, which is personal protective equipment, gloves, that was like a huge craze at the beginning of the pandemic. Remember when everybody was trying to like cover every inch of their body with latex and plastic to prevent any germ from touching them? That's not just like a everyday person problem. When it comes to hospitals and like physicians and, and healthcare workers, they have to use gloves. I mean, they've had to use like latex gloves from the beginning. I mean, there are standards put in place, but like since 
the pandemic has like opened a whole new window of like extra protection for for those things i think that that's also something just to just to think about it's not like we can stop you know our hospital workers from being wasteful but like it is something to consider like this influx of people being put into healthcare facilities and and being treated for for being sick every little like interaction with somebody else requires a new set of of whatever ppe to be used yeah and it's like the hygiene thing that we mentioned earlier like like we're not saying this to say you know people shouldn't wear gloves like well people in the in kroger shouldn't wear gloves yeah <laughs> we've moved past that yeah you don't have to wear them to the grocery store just wash your hands and wear a mask but yes we're not saying that like nurses and doctors shouldn't wear gloves obviously they should we're just saying that like this is a great time to start thinking about other solutions um because because it is a waste problem and we want to keep people safe but at the same time, this isn't a problem that like we can solve. I know that we're here to give you everyday tips. Our tip isn't tell your nurse to take off their gloves and you know don't don't waste them. That's not the tip. The tip is just that this is something that we should all start being more mindful about because there are solutions out there. We just haven't found them yet, but eventually we'll find a sustainable way to stay safe and to you know limit the spread of germs and stuff like that. So just something to start thinking about. So when it comes to PPE vaccines, people who give vaccines are like, you know, healthcare physicians. Mm -hmm. They always have gloves and, and syringes, like the little vaccine shot and the bottles. Those aren't yeah. new. They're, those have been around since, you know, penicillin, basically. Like those... Those are, you know, a staple to healthcare. It's not like we can do anything to get those away. But I want people to realize that it's not something that is bad for the health of society, but it's bad in terms of this massive influx of millions and millions of people using these little tiny needles for a second and then them being tossed into like a sharp spin and just put into a bio waste landfill twice usually two doses is usually like the amount of shots that people are getting so think about the millions and millions of people around the world maybe even billions you know who knows getting like a little shot it gets thrown into a little bin and then and then you can't reuse it medically you can't reuse a, a needle or like a medical supply item like that it's just it contaminates so there's nothing we can do about that, but I just I it's it's important mm -hmm. to think about that because you know everybody's caught up in like oh I got my I got my double shots like I'm ready to go party but like in like 40 years when there's like a giant layer of like 2020s garbage that archaeologists are like uncovering or digging through to get to like you know fossils or whatever it's important to to at least think about that. Yeah, everybody should get their vaccine if they can do it safely, but you're right. It's important to just be aware of the waste that you're producing, even if it's a necessary form of waste like a vaccine that's going to keep you and your loved ones and your community safe. You know, just the first step of reducing your waste is knowing what you're wasting. And a lot of people will get their shot and never see that needle again, never see that vial again, never see the rubber gloves that touch them or the alcohol pad that wiped their arm like they'll never see any of that again but exactly the earth is gonna like that's gonna 
be around for a long that's time part of the earth somewhere now yeah. forever like yeah so even though you don't see it again like just just kind of being aware of what's going on is so important and such an important first step when it comes to reducing your waste uh, but like I mentioned this I think is a necessary form of waste like it's gonna keep us safe it's going to keep people from dying which is really important like that's more important than you know the waste of one syringe or vial is keeping people from dying and a friend of ours who is a, a medical professional actually mentioned to us we, we talked to him a little bit about this and he told us that a good way to think about it is by taking your shot or you know by everybody getting vaccinated it's reducing the amount of people who end up in the hospital which is a just good for people's health and like fewer people dying is a great thing in general but even for the environment when people are in the hospital, like Spencer mentioned earlier, like there's all kinds of waste that goes into any hospital visit. So the more people who are in a hospital, the more gloves are going to be wasted there or the more medical waste that's going to be put into the environment just from that one visit. So really, it's also getting getting your vaccine is also less wasteful in a way because it's preventing hospitalizations Back whenever everything started shutting down and people started like heavily quarantining, there was like a, a massive reduction in, in carbon waste, actually. When people weren't driving to their offices and they started working from home, that around the world, everybody was like shocked. Scientists were like, this is incredible. Like I rem the research that came out of that like short burst of time when when like every city was like almost completely locked down when when like entire cities in in countries had stay-at-home orders and all of the the car traffic and transportation traffic like almost came to a halt that did wonders on co2 emissions people used a bit more electricity while they were at home but that reduced you know offices from being in operation yeah. and and all of those giant facilities that people have to go to those those were all reduced to almost nothing and it was it was incredible so now that we're kind oh. of like in the cycle of working from home and people you know still have to go yeah. to their jobs some, some people essential workers definitely still have to go to their job sites people who don't have to do that are opting to work from home which is an, a green decision in its own yeah and companies have learned that like it's it's okay like so many people, you know, switched to work from home for the first time. Like even before the pandemic, I was working from home occasionally. And that was like a kind of normal thing for, for me and for our company. But companies realized like, oh, we can just do this, which is great for a lot of workers. And because like most people prefer that. It's great for the company because like they're saving money because they don't have to pay for an office or, or whatever. And it's also great for the environment because like you mentioned, there's not as much carbon going into the atmosphere. There's not as much, uh, you know, energy powering an office while at the same time your air conditioner is running at home with nobody there. Like Driving to work was my least favorite part of working. So like that, the fact that I don't have to do that anymore is amazing. And I don't have to, I don't have to waste as much gas. Like it's so lovely. Yeah. And so if, if you are a person who is able to work at home in the pandemic and you still have that option, Consider the environmental impacts of working at home. Not only do you get to sleep in later, you can consider that too, but also consider that... Like, I certainly consider <laughs> it's, that. It's great for the environment. And if you aren't working from home now, but you know that you could have or you were earlier, maybe mention to your supervisor or your boss or your leadership that you liked that and maybe mention the uh, financial benefits if that's what it's going to take to sway your boss's opinion. But 
if you can work from home still, do it. So the flip side of that is that now that people are staying home more, they're getting things delivered to them more often. People order food out a lot more often. People have grocery delivery now. Oh, I forgot about grocery delivery. Yeah. Yeah. People have Amazon packages that they have delivered straight to the house that they're already staying in. Like those industries have like boomed because it's so convenient now to be at your house and not have to leave anywhere when all these services have like, like rushed into this like little niche and, and it's almost replaced the need to go anyplace. It, it's also just kind of been normalized since the pandemic. There are a lot of people who just never tried food delivery or grocery delivery or whatever. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I had ever tried it was the pandemic. I was like, you know what? I might as well. I mean, it was at the very beginning of the pandemic that I started. It was like ordering out was the easiest thing. I tried it and I was like, this is really great. And, and I liked it. But I also can try to consider like the environmental impact of like that person who has to drive to all of these houses to like deliver food. It's it's still it's still emissions like we're getting closer to electric and autonomy in the auto industry. But like right now, it's it's like somebody's in their car and they're they're making like 20 stops an hour, maybe for dropping off groceries or food or yeah which may be more efficient than everybody going on their own because like maybe they can you know hit a few stops in the trip that like would take three different people going because they were all going by themselves yeah i wonder if there's like an algorithm to like organize that that would be interesting to know um but there's other types of waste that is involved with all of this delivery like going into a restaurant for example and like just getting takeout even if you're still taking it home they might put well they'll put it in a box and they might put it in a bag but even then you can oftentimes just carry the box out but oh my gosh when you get something delivered it's like they put it in a bag and then they put that bag in a bag and then they put all of your (laughs) condiments that you didn't ask for and all of your fake silverware that's made in plastic and packaged in plastic like they put all of that in a bag And then they tape it all shut so that you know that your driver didn't take any of your fries. Like, there's so much extra stuff when you get it delivered. And don't get me wrong, like, I love food delivery. I do it more often than I should. But, like, there's just a lot of waste that goes into it. And so if you have the ability, if you have the time, or you have the, I don't know, the means to get your food on your own, like, definitely do that. Especially if you can, like, walk or bike to a place where you can get it. That's an even better way to pick up food. Yeah. I bike to the local Thai place down the street. I like order it on my phone and I go pick it up and they know me and they know how often I ask for them not to put silverware in my bag that they don't do it anymore. And they, they give me a paper bag instead of a plastic bag too. They every time I feel like every time they see my name in an order, they like, no, not to do that. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's important to consider those things whenever it comes to um, ordering out, like instead of you going to a restaurant and eating off of a plate and using silverware that's provided by the restaurant that they just take into the kitchen and wash it's all supposed to be single use now so it's you personally use it and then you're responsible for for disposing of it styrofoam is the big culprit here styrofoam and plastic cutlery because those are forever materials Mm -hmm. a lot of places around where i live are, are trying to go into more cardboard style or like waxed waxed recycled Mm -hmm. um type of uh 
containers, but it's most of the time it's it's like a plastic to go container or styrofoam. Every single thing that you order, you know, if you go to a restaurant, it might all be put onto one plate, but they're going to separate everything that they could possibly separate whenever it comes to a to-go thing. Oh my gosh. The Mexican place where they put your beans in one cup, your salsa in one cup, like your cheese in one, like they disassemble everything. It's all in separate cups and you yeah. have to like assemble it yourself. Oh, yes. I hate it. <laughs> it's, it. It's bad when you think about every single little like container like that yeah so i i think for listeners people who want to reduce their waste i think that the hierarchy here for what's the best waste reduction method for like food delivery or for you know eating dinner is first you know maybe get better at cooking at home maybe try to do that more often but um obviously you you can't cook at home for everything (laughs) yeah so if you're gonna eat out uh the the hierarchy is first if you can do it safely Go into the restaurant. Obviously, don't do it if it's a, an unsafe place or if you're sick. If you can safely eat inside a restaurant, that's where you're going to get the least amount of waste because like, you get a reusable plate, reusable cutlery. Um, take your own to-go container if you don't think you're going to finish your food and you can even you know, have your own Pyrex to take home or whatever. But if you don't want to eat in a restaurant or it's unsafe, you can still pick up the food and take it home. Uh, like we mentioned, like there's usually less waste involved in that. Um, you can even just say, oh, I don't need a bag and just grab like the box of food itself, which is what I usually do. But if you do absolutely want to have food delivered, maybe you're not feeling well or you just can't leave for whatever reason. The thing that I try to do is when I get food delivered, there are some, I, I know that I think Uber Eats used to do it, but I checked the other day and didn't see it. But sometimes there'll be like a little box that you can check that says don't include any silverware or whatever. So if you've got an app where you can do that box, I always type in the special instructions thing. Cause like you can send a little note to the restaurant and I'll just type like, <laughs> I just say, I do that I don't too. Need, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm annoying I say, about it. I don't need it. any condiments. I don't need any silverware. I don't need any napkins. I've got it all at home. And I try to like say it, you know, I, I try not to be like a jerk about it. I try to say like, you guys save it for you. You know, don't, don't waste that on me. Oh, that's sweet. I'm literally like no bag, no fork know anything and most of the time like they don't and i'm i'm like wow thank thank you for reading like yeah so if you are going to get delivery like at least just try to try to reduce your waste as much as possible so for groceries i used to try to buy from like a bulk store so i would go and get like bulk soap and and bulk like granola or bulk like rice or coffee beans from the natural store that I that's like near my house and it was great because I used to bring like every single Tupperware tub that I could possibly bring and I just fill those all up and they weigh it at the register and charge me you know you know the by the pound and as soon as the pandemic hit they stopped allowing personal containers and they they finally lifted those restrictions at my at my place but i just wanted to touch on that because like the pandemic halted a lot of initiatives that places were taking like starbucks for a while actually had a bring your own cup and get like a discount and they stopped that and i stopped getting starbucks as soon as they did that but out of the pandemic, I have seen Starbucks and a few other places, I believe, try a new initiative where it's basically you rent a cup. You get a drink, you get your cup. They, It's like a double-walled, insulated, got a, like a really sturdy lid. And whenever you're done with it, you bring it back to the store and drop it off into like a, a box. So there's no like cross-contamination other than the box. 
it's like a lending. They lend you the cup, you bring it back, and you get like a discount. And, and instead of like, you know, everybody having to have like a plastic cup, they have been forced to like come up with a new solution. And I think that's really important. That's like a little benefit from from everybody taking higher health standards. All right, Spencer. So we've talked about a lot. We've talked about masks and PPE and hygiene and vaccines, commuting, food delivery. We've kind of hit like the whole COVID-19 waste situation. There's a lot of it. But for the people who maybe feel overwhelmed or for people who just want something that they can start doing now, we end every episode with two easy takeaways, two tips that you can start implementing as soon as possible. I'll go ahead and give mine. And that's something that we talked a little bit about earlier, but I think is really easy to do, reduces a lot of waste, and is still a way to stay healthy in a pandemic, and that is to explore your soap options. We talked a little bit earlier about bar soap, but there's all kinds of ways to use soap that are way less wasteful than what we normally do. So there's the bar soap option, which we talked a little bit about earlier. I don't know that we really mentioned why it's less wasteful, but mostly it's concentrated. It's more concentrated because it's not like watered down already. You get it wet when you were washing your hands. So you get more soap and less weight, which means that more can fit on a truck, which means that there's less CO2 to deliver it everywhere. Whereas like with bottled soap, there's already so much water in there, which is extra weight and just like extra stuff that has to be transported, even though you've got water at home. Plus the soap usually, liquid soap usually comes in plastic. Whereas bar soap, a lot of times you can get it package free. I know multiple grocery stores where I've bought soap just like, by itself. It maybe has like a cardboard label on it or something. Uh, but you can get it package free. If anything, it's just going to come in like a cardboard box. There's also some companies where, and this is what we use at our house because we actually do like the foaming liquid soap. There are some companies that use a glass bottle and you fill it with your own water and then just drop a little tablet in. And the tablet is just concentrated soap and it dissolves in the water and makes liquid soap for you. Those are always so cool. I love companies that have done like concentration, you know, style products like that. Yeah, because then you don't have to ship water across the country and like you've already got water at home. You don't have to have it shipped across the country. Just get the important part, which is the soap and put it in your own water. And these are great because they're just these little tabs that come in little cardboard envelopes. So everything that the entire package that is delivered to my house is completely compostable. So I take the little tabs out. I drop them in the glass water bottle that they sent me two years ago and that I just use over and over and then I can just compost the rest of it so oh and that company's Blue Land by the way if you want to look it up Blue Land makes some really awesome like low waste products uh, but yes that's my tip is to explore your soap options you don't have to buy bottled soap what I would recommend is just kind of like get a little kit together that you can reuse of, of items that you need a little to-go silverware kit, a, a mask, um, a little bottle of hand sanitizer that you can refill, just things that you can bring places that you'll know that you need because a lot of those things are either required or you will need them. I have one. I have like a little crossbody bag. It's it's trendy now, but like it's trendy for a reason because I have a like cutlery set. I've got a metal straw in there. I've got a little like package of mints. I've got a mask, a little like spray Germex thing that I I've been refilling. Like just put together like a little kit that you can take everywhere. Make sure you have those things so that you don't have the opportunity to to use more than what you need. 
like going to a grocery store and you don't have a mask if you have it in like a little kit that you bring everywhere with you and i'm not saying like bring be a utilitarian and bring everything you could possibly need all the time with you just be mindful of when yeah what your what your plans are and what you'll need and i made one i think it's it's super fun to carry everywhere it's this cute little black bag that i put across my shoulder (laughs) yeah great tip i think that's awesome well we have made it we've talked about a lot um but we thank you so much for listening and we hope that you stay healthy and stay safe and waste less this episode of the wasteless life is plastic free and infinitely reusable so go ahead and give it another listen guilt free if you'd like Or recycle this episode by sharing it online or with a friend who you think would enjoy it. And follow us on Instagram at Wastelesspodcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you stay safe.